Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, here with another fantastic interview. I've got a really great guest, Kelly McCausey. And, you know, she does some interesting things, and one of them is actually called Beachpreneur's Beach Camp. And you know me, I live on the water, so can't wait to ask her about that. Let me introduce Kelly. She started out back in 2002. She was a broke single mom. She made graphics and websites for other home-based business owners. Working hard with long hours, Kelly soon realized she charged too little for her time and talents. She discovered smarter ways to build an income online, one that didn't sacrifice her precious time. Today, Kelly blogs, podcasts, creates information products, and runs a membership program. Additionally, she holds live events and retreats for female entrepreneurs to help them achieve their dream and grow their online business and their community. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm at the beach. You're at the beach. What what beach are you at? Pensacola Beach. (gasps) I don't, is that, is that the west coast of Florida? It is the panhandle, the gulf. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. We're, um, Stephanie and I are currently in New Smyrna Beach and at Friday, as you and I are doing this in a couple days, we're going back up to St. Augustine and then we're starting a very slow, very, very slow journey back up to the Chesapeake Bay because we have another grandchild on the way. Ooh, congratulations. <laughs> anyway, I've heard there's some really beautiful beaches in the panhandle, but um, maybe some year we'll get, our, we'll, we'll get the floating home over that way. So, so you started out in 2002, mm-hmm. uh, and you, as I said, you were a broken single mom. So I, what else are you going to do when you're broken single but start a business, <laughs> right? Right. So fill us in on a little bit of the journey. First of all, I'm always curious, did, are you a first-generation entrepreneur? Did you have a mom or dad or grandmom or somebody? Who inspired you into the entrepreneurial world? I am first-generation. In fact, I, I deeply disappointed my mother when I didn't go work at the post office. I have my, my mother and uncle and three siblings who worked at the post office their entire lives. Oh, my goodness. And... That was never going to work for me. Um, so, so yeah, I was the first. And what was 2002? Would it, um, had you gone to school? Did you leave a job? Was it like me? Was your job eliminated, which started me being an entrepreneur? What was the turning point there? So I am, I'm a high school dropout. Uh, years later, I was a college dropout. I, I was rebellious. I rebelled against authority and, always wanted to do things my way. So um, I did run a home daycare for eight years. That was very successful. That was being my own boss. But there came a point where my son was just kind of tired of sharing his home and his mom with all the other kids. And so I took a job. I went to work at my church as an office manager and women's ministry leader. I loved the job, but it didn't pay very well. And so starting the, the home internet-based business was my attempt to just keep 
my bills paid to keep the utilities turned on. Only it opened a door to something I never imagined, which is all the different ways that people can earn money online. So um, in 2002, is that when you were um, creating graphics and websites? Were you, yeah. were you a virtual assistant? And did they, they, did they even have the term back then? You know, th that term came out just a little while later, but I considered myself a graphic designer, web designer. Oh. But I was doing work for other work-at-home moms. And I, when I say I was trading my hours for dollars too cheaply, I'm so serious. I was... I built an entire website for someone for $35 once. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> I oh had, my gosh. I had such a, a tweaked money mindset because I'd never made more than $11 an hour at a job. So when I came online and I could say, you know, work for a few hours and get 50 bucks, I felt like I had hit the gold mine of life and that's, that's crazy so uh, so, did, so you went to college did you go to school for graphic design and websites and things like that I did not I, I was actually in a social work program that I dropped out of okay. I learned graphic design at work at my day job having to put together the church bulletin um, that that was my experience gotcha and so how many, how many twists and turns brought you to where you are today um, with your business? The big twist was in starting an internet radio show. So I, when I was working at home, I was listening to some internet radio programs on World Talk Radio. And there was one in particular that they would bring a work-at-home mom on for an interview every so often to share you know, what she was seeing in the work at home mom world. And I devoured the archives of that show. And about the time I got to the end, that show went off the air and I was moaning about, you know, I'm going to miss that so much. It was so inspiring. Mm. And my friend, Alice Seba, she was running internetbasedmoms.com at the time. She encouraged me to start an internet radio show myself. And so having no idea how to do it and her promise of sponsorship, I got into it and started interviewing other people. It just blew the lid off for me. Um, I started work at home, mom's talk radio. I never thought I, I never thought it was going to take me away from my day job. I thought it would be a side giggle, but the show grew really fast. I got sponsorship. People started to respect my opinion. Um, it just changed everything. Uh, the following year, Alice and I started a paid membership site called Mom Masterminds. Mm -hmm. uh, by 2005, I was debt-free. So at the beginning of 2006, I gave my notice and just that it, it went so fast. And so amazing. My, my, my mindset hadn't even caught up yet, and it had changed my life. So is that show still on today? Well, Work at Home Moms Talk Radio rebranded. Today it's Love People and Make Money. My son did grow up, move out, get married, give me a grandchild. 
Um, so being a work at home mom, it didn't describe me anymore. So I shifted. Very cool. You know, um, I know you mentioned Beachpreneurs Beach Camp. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sounds like something you're pretty passionate about. Yes. So in 2013, I pestered my friend Nicole Dean about starting something um, for women. My church background, running women's events and retreats, I knew that if you just brought women together for a space of time, magic would happen. Relationships would be built, um, you know, problems would be solved. And I wanted to do something, uh, something that women could come together and create relationship around in person. And Nicole said, well, if it were at the beach, I'd do it. And so in 2013, we rented a big beach house and had our first beach retreat. And we're doing our eighth and ninth retreat next month here on Pensacola Beach. Wow. That sounds really cool. Um, I'm curious now. So it's mostly women. That's pretty clear. But are where are they in relationship? Are most of them entrepreneurs or some, you know, just dabbling in entrepreneurship or what? So, so the beach house retreat, these are women, they, they, they're coaches, consultants, service providers, product sellers, everything that they're running from, from their virtual assistant to their running a big Amazon business. Um, they are, these are people who are full time in their business. In order to come to the beach house, you have to have a foundation uh, built now, Beach Camp, that's our hotel conference event. That's in April on Daytona Beach. It's also for women only, but women at any stage of the game, they're all invited, whether they're just dreaming about something that they want to start or they have something amazing that they're looking to, to take to the next level. Gotcha. What, so you're, I know community is a, is a big thing you believe in. Why does fostering a community um, create profitable benefit in the business world? So when I started my podcast, my listeners became a community. Back then, we didn't have Facebook. You know, we were all gathering on a private forum on my website. And then the membership site started Every good thing that ever happened to me came through a relationship, a collaboration, or just seeing myself and my potential in the eyes of someone else. If, it, if I had just put myself into a bubble, I would still be doing graphic design and web design for way too little money. But being in a community, it gave me a chance to grow and try new things and be supported. So today, when I look back at that early community, I see people today who are running huge businesses that make way more money than me, different niches and different types of of, of products. They found their foundation in a community. I really believe if you sink your roots deep into a community, look around, identify their needs, and just start meeting them one by one, 
Sometimes you're meeting them yourself. Sometimes you're meeting them through a referral. I have, I enjoy a lot of affiliate income because I'm such a collaborative, uh, I'm so open to collaboration. Um, if you, if you just embrace community, it's impossible to, to not ultimately profit. It's true. It's very true. Now you have something that I was reading in, as I was preparing for the interview, something called change in your pocket theory. What's mm -hmm. that? So email marketing, it, we can convince most people that they should start a mailing list, but then it's often challenging to get them to actually mail their list. And so I introduced the idea of the change in your pocket, which is about relationship currency. Imagine you've started a relationship with somebody. They've just subscribed to your list you now have a dollar's worth of change in your pocket for that person. When you ask them to do something for you, like, hey, click this link, read this page, maybe buy this product, you're spending a quarter. When you email that list and just bless them with something like, hey, here's a new episode of the podcast. I know it's going to be an encouragement to you. You just earned, you know, a dime or two. So your goal is to keep somewhere between a dime and, and $2 worth of change in your pocket. The pocket's small. It can't hold any more than that. So you can't just give and give and give. You'll create a one-way relationship, a non-engaged mailing list. And you can't ask and ask and ask and ask. You'll go broke and they'll start ignoring you. So if it's if you just keep changing your pocket, you're going to have a relationship, a give and take relationship that you have confidence in that they look forward to. So much about email marketing and, and online marketing in general is really content driven. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you help people with content? I mean, sometimes people go, I know what I want to share. I just don't have time to create content and other people go, I have no idea what to share. Do you, yeah. how do you guide people in, in creating content that matters? So, well, it comes back to you sink your roots into the community. You look around, you spot their needs, their real felt needs, and you create content that answers it. Uh, so if someone is working with me privately, we're going to seek to, to uncover a banner message, something that that if they had the opportunity to walk through a town full of their market, they would want to carry that banner. And then we develop a body of content that supports it and then put it out there every way that we can. Uh, some people don't want to write their own content. And Jim, are you familiar with private label rights? Sure. So I'm a private label right content creator uh, White Label Perks is one of my brands. We create content. I call it social friendly content for list building because it's we provide packages of content where there's social graphics, social blurbs, few blog articles with a content upgrade element. If someone is in a business niche or a self-development niche, they can find PLR content that they can tweak just enough to make their own, add their own story, and then publish it and promote it so that something is representing them on the web and something is there to be shared. 
there's PLR brandable content in available for almost every niche out there on the internet. And it can be a real time saver and Kickstarter for people who don't like to write themselves. Right. You mentioned earlier, I think that you, you do really well with affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. um, did, did you just get started in that? It just kept growing or is that, is that a, a intentional part of your revenue stream? It is very intentional. It almost wasn't in the beginning. I, like I said, I had mindset problems. <laughs> I, I ignored affiliate marketing for quite a while because I thought, oh, I have too small of a list. I can't, I'm never going to get anywhere with affiliate marketing. But um, I did finally wake up to that. It's about 30% of my income. In my world, I'm recommending everything that an entrepreneur needs, you know, web hosting, email marketing, lead, uh, page builders, software there's there's just a so many different things that i can recommend that have a recurring affiliate commission attached to them and resources like plr there's affiliate programs for recommending plr affiliate programs for recommending uh, various services and and so for me it's been very natural to connect people to things that i believe in and then to be able to profit in the process. And my community knows two things. Um, I'll never blow flowers up your butt to get you to buy something. I'm, and something I used to say um, when it was work at home, mom's talk radio was if I wouldn't recommend it to my sister, I won't recommend it to you. And I love my sister. Mm. Uh, so my recommendations are very honest, genuine, and ethical, and they make me money. So that's a win-win. Absolutely. Why do you think so many, I mean, there's a lot of people who try and build community and, and they just struggle, right? And why do you think that is? Well, these days, Facebook groups have changed the game. You know, like I said, my communities were built on a private forum. I had to get you to my site to, and get you to register and participate on my site. So you had to be really intentional about being there. Facebook, you know, anybody can pop open a group and a million people could be aware of it pretty fast. And, and it's a very low, uh, low effort to join a community. So lots of people are starting them, but they're not they're treating them like another place to broadcast. And if you are starting a community because you just want another place to blast people with your content and offers, you're, it's not going to work. People are not interested in being part of a community where you're just talking at them. A community thrives when they, re when they feel like you've created a space where you're together where all, all thoughts and, and perspectives are available. Um, so there's, there's a gal I found online. She, she has a video that went viral that I, I just adored it. And I joined her community, just really jazzed to connect with other women who liked her and to enjoy her. And what I found was her broadcasting broadcasting, broadcasting, no discussion, 
no interaction with other members. If anybody tried to start a conversation, she deleted it because it was all about her. It was like the me, me, me show. Yeah. And so I left sad that she's missing such a glorious opportunity to connect with us. Yeah, that, clearly she had uh, other goals <laughs> for her community, which is, you know, certainly not genuine. But and what do you mean by a curious enthusiast? So when I started Work at Home Moms Talk Radio, I didn't, I knew nothing. I, I was barely making money myself. I was just really curious and enthusiastic about what everyone else was doing. And so I just wanted to interview people and say, hey, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what works. Tell me what mistakes did you make? And in the process of just embracing that, I'm not an expert. I'm just here to learn. Lo and behold, after about six months, people were starting to think of me as an expert. And I resisted that. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know anything. I'm just interviewing people. But, you know, you spend time around smart people enough, you do start to pick up things. You do start to connect dots. And, of course, I implemented what I was learning. So embracing the role of curious enthusiast gives you permission to, to start something. So many people have an idea, like, I'd like to blog or have a podcast. I'd like to do something. But I'm nobody. Nobody wants to listen to me. And it's true. But if you just embrace your own curious enthusiasm, you just never know what will happen. Wow. That's a really good perspective. And so my last question is about shiny object syndrome. I think I saw one of your blogs or something about where you say uh, uh, having a certain amount of shiny object syndrome is a good thing. What do you mean by that? Well, people who are starting an online business are surrounded by shiny objects. You know, you're supposed to be on all these different social media sites, trying all these different ad systems. You're supposed to be doing video marketing. You're supposed to be, you know, doing webinars. It's just shiny, shiny everywhere. And people get overwhelmed. So, but then they go into resistance of, all right, I'm just not going to pay attention to everything. I'm going to unsubscribe from all the lists. I'm just going to put my head down and get things done. And there's a we have to find a happy medium because as entrepreneurs, it is our job to notice new things. So my approach has been to budget. I actually budget about 15% of my time to shiny objects, hmm. to notice what's new, to explore, to investigate, to read that sales page, to listen to that webinar, to, to check out that new software, but only 15%. I keep track and I say, and I notice, okay, there's my 15% for the week. And, and now I, I put my, my blinders back on and get something done. This, if I didn't do that, thinking back to the day, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have started an internet radio show. I would have just kept doing what I was doing. I wouldn't have started a membership site. I wouldn't have started hosting events. You know, you've got to give yourself permission to check out the new things. That's awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed our conversation, Kelly. How can uh, people connect with you? Or what, what's a website and where are you on social media? So lovepeoplemakemoney.com is my home on the web where I blog and podcast. And of course, 
if any gals listening are interested in beach camp, beachpreneurs.com is where you'll find information about that. Very good. Kelly, thanks so much for the interview. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and um, I wish you a lot of success with, with uh, your beachpreneur uh, retreats. Thank you, Jim, and enjoy your travels north. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Kelly. And um, what an interesting person. So you can connect with her, as she said, at lovepeoplemakemoney.com. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Interested in my dream business mastermind, that's dreambizcoaching.com. Until next time, this same time next week, you have a great day. Take care, everybody. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free dream business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.